If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. You're listening to the Throttled Adventures Podcast. And now, your hosts, Cody and Chappie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures. Cody, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, we've come full circle. Been waiting a long time for this uh, for this day. There's a gentleman we're going to be talking with. Uh, I call him the Godfather of motorcycle camping myself, but <laughs> it's uh, I call him a friend, a mentor, and he's also wrote the book on motorcycle camping. So the Bible. The Bible. As we usually refer to it. And uh, we met kind of through his channel. So without further ado, we have Tim Collins. How are you, Hey, Tim? guys. I'm good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks for coming, buddy. Yeah. So you're, uh, you've got uh, two books out now. I do. Yeah, The Fundamentals of Motorcycle Camping is one, and the other one is Riding Through the Shadow, which is more of a autobiography, um, how I got into motorcycles and things like that. By the way, those are great Christmas gift ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. So what have you been up to lately? I've been taking a little bit of a break from the road, just uh, recouping this year. Um, I was going pretty hard for a few years there, just traveling nonstop and, and working from the road and uh, maybe dealing with a little bit of burnout this past year. So I've been taking it easy and hanging out in Phoenix, doing little trips. Uh, nothing too big right now, though. That's good. I know you've uh, put the miles in, especially yeah. in the last couple of years. Yeah, I certainly have. Um, I went to uh, all the national parks a few years ago. That was a pretty big trip. A lot of fun. Um, and I've just been basically doing laps around the United States for the past three or four years. Just a couple miles. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple. Just yeah, a few. <laughs> what is the mileage total on the BMW right now? Uh, 120,000. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And they're all you. They're all me. Oh, yeah, all I got you. it brand oh, new. Awesome. Yeah, it's a 2015. I bought it brand new in 2016. So um, I've had it for about five years now. That's crazy, man. Nice. My truck has 
almost that many miles. Yeah. So you've, <laughs> you've had some fun. I have. Absolutely. You, uh, you went to Baja. How many times have you crossed like over the United States border? Um, two or three times now, three times I've been down there. I absolutely love it down there. The, the scenery is amazing. The people are wonderful. The food's delicious. Uh, there's just so many good things about going down there. And plus it's a, it's a much less expensive place to travel than the United States. That's what I, I imagine. What I hear yeah. it's more affordable and I think the absolutely. weather's probably pretty good. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you go down into Baja and at some point you, you cross over into the Tropic of Cancer, which is like the tropics basically. So just beautiful weather year round. Uh, really nice. Wow. I think I saw you, uh, out looking at whales. Yeah. Yeah. There's some great whale watching there. Usually around March, they start having babies before they migrate up to Alaska. Uh, so you can get, uh, pretty close to them actually on these boats, almost be able to touch them. That's crazy. Yeah. They're bigger than the boat? <laughs> Much bigger. It's oh. it's a little intimidating. It's like oh. two or three times the size of the boat. That's, That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, just for the record, next week I am officially putting in for my passport. So Awesome. Awesome, <laughs> man. That's great news. <laughs> and, uh, so Baja is good weather in the winter and whatnot, so... Yeah, it's a good place to hide out for the winter, for sure. Ex extend your riding season. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix isn't too bad in the winter, too. But uh, the problem with Phoenix is we're surrounded by mountains. So in the valley, we're, we're dealing with summer weather right now. But you get out into the mountains and you could see snow uh, within yeah. maybe two hours of here. I remember two yeah. years ago. Cody can attest to that. <laughs> it was nine degrees. Plus, yeah, that was a cold one. Yeah, plus it, it gets pretty cold in the desert at night. So it does like at night. Camping. Yeah, I was actually just camping uh, two nights ago, and it got pretty cold. So you see, you see quite a swing in temperature this time of year in Phoenix. You know, forty degree difference. You know, it's maybe seventy five, eighty during the day, and then forty, fifty at night. Quite a swing. Yeah, that is. That's crazy. Well, at least it's not one hundred and ten or one hundred and twenty right now yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Summers are a good time to not be in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I could just skip the mountains, I'd come down there right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I've visited my mother twice. She's in Tucson, and mm. uh, both times has been in July. So Oof, that's rough. Whoa. Yeah, stay Gotta inside. Air conditioning. Yeah. yeah. So, about this, uh, the fundamentals of motorcycle camping, yeah. what... I mean, in general, what brought you to and why did you write that book? I just had all this information in my head. And it's hard when you're on YouTube to get it organized in uh, such a succinct way as writing a book. So this is basically everything that's been swirling around in my head, all the things I figured out over the last few years, um, all put into one easy to comprehend uh, linear package. I, I love it, man. Thank I mean, you. It's yeah. got my personal vote. It's so well put together. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was a lot of fun writing it. Um, writing a book is a ton of work. I mean, so much work goes into it and things that you wouldn't even realize, you know, editing and, and book cover design and so many different things, but it's so worth it when you're done. Yeah. If, uh, it'll stand the test of time. It'll be out there forever. 
Yeah. So, yeah. You're immortal now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, his book is uh, another guest that we had was involved in this book a little bit. Yeah. Uh, somebody did the artwork. It was Yeah. Amanda Zitto did the artwork. She did an amazing job. I think she totally just made that book into something it couldn't have otherwise been. It's really cool. I, I love this book. Goes with me on every trip, by the way. Nice. So, did you figure, I mean, I know you figured a lot of it out, trial and error, and kind of a lot of us do, but yeah, is that mostly how you learned or? Yeah. I mean, I did some research, but mostly trial and error, just getting out in the field and doing it. And I found that really is the, the best way to learn is to get out there and do it. You know, you can do some preliminary research and kind of lay the groundwork for it, but getting out there and trying things and making mistakes, that's the best way to learn. What would you say to somebody that brings their whole house camping? <laughs> yeah uh cody <laughs> yeah really i've seen him show up with three different tents a couple sleeping bags <laughs> i wanted you to you know get a review <laughs> yeah no i appreciate it that's it's, funny it is funny um as far as what i would say to somebody that that wants to bring everything including the kitchen sink i would say that there's uh a lot of value in simplicity and packing light and learning to do without. Um, you have a lot more fun the less stuff you have, especially on a motorcycle. The less weight, the more fun you're going to have. Agreed, especially if you follow me, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Cody likes to pack it heavy. Yeah, he do. does. It's good traction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keeps the tires on the ground. It definitely does that. Not the front one. <laughs> yeah. Not the front one. Right. Tim's got a picture to prove that, but so Tim and I did some uh, Colorado, and uh, yeah. I'm just going to throw myself under the bus here. We did section one of the Colorado BDR this year, and uh, I was on a new bike to me, and Tim stayed up on two wheels the whole time, and uh, poor guy had to keep help picking up my bike. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. It goes both ways. You've helped me pick my bike up quite a few yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been fun, but yeah, that that trip you were you were on your game, and I was definitely not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a big bike. Yeah, it is. So the longer you do this camping or you know traveling off the motorcycle, it seems to me like you even get lighter and lighter as you go. Like I do. Yeah. Um, and is it that's really that you know. Everything is kind of an evolution with motorcycle travel. You're constantly switching gear, changing things out. Uh, and, and I've gotten it to the point now where the only reason I would change something is to get something lighter or to lose some weight. Uh, I've tried to get it down to as little as possible. And, and really, that's carried over into my regular life, too. Like, everything I own fits on a motorcycle. Wow. It's a great way to live, in my opinion. That's, that's the thing. So, I met you... I think it was 2019. I can't remember. 2018, 2019. And it changed my life. Yeah. Uh, we went to Idaho and we lived for over a week off our motorcycles. Yeah. And it just blew my mind when I got home looking at all this stuff, you know, right. and knowing that you can survive and kind of even thrive off of what you can just carry on <laughs> two Absolutely. wheels. It just like... Yeah, change change the way I look at things. I try to pare down. I still pack heavy, but yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, thrive is a good word for it. You can thrive on just two saddlebags. Absolutely. It's really, really cool. And the other thing, too, I noticed on that trip, day three or four, somewhere around there, it it took on a life of its own where yeah, that was reality. Just our trip, just where we were in the moment. And yeah, I, I love that, that part when you're in the middle of a trip and the beginning and end just kind of slip away and you're just in the moment living your life and dealing with what's in front of you. It's really cool. It's so cool. Just almost like on the bike, simplifying, like just yeah. where are we going? Maybe where are we going to set a tent? Pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Your uh, YouTube, when I started following you back in 2019, you were, I don't know, I want to say around 10,000 subs or so. Yeah. And then it just exploded Dude. almost like overnight. And I understand why, because uh, I had bought my first BMW and I was looking for ways to travel with the wife. Yeah. And that's how I found you. And your channel was instrumental in making the trips I did with the wife fun. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's really cool. How has that ride been for you? You It's been pretty wild. Um, Unexpected. I mean, I definitely wasn't expecting to grow like that. And it's pretty wild when I'm out in public, people will sometimes recognize me. And it's just, it's such a gift. It's such a cool thing to have touched so many different lives. I'm very grateful for that. I can attest to that. We're in the middle of nowhere in Colorado and some guys just pull up on bikes and, are you Tim Collins? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just sitting there yeah. going, holy cow, this is cool. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, that is awesome. Cool. Yeah. And and I think that's been one of the cool things is like the people I've met, you know, you guys, for example, and, and so many other people that have become friends through this channel. Uh, it's just incredible. Is that an unexpected thing from YouTube? Because when I started the channel, I didn't even have that in my head. Like, Yeah, it was totally really unexpected cool. for me. You know, in the beginning when I was talking to, you know, 500 or 1,000 people, it just felt like I was talking to strangers that I didn't know and, and for it to evolve to now I feel like I have friends all over the world, you know. And you do. An unexpected surprise, but definitely a welcome one. Yeah, the motorcycle community is one of the strongest, friendliest communities that I've experienced in my it life. It really is. Yeah, it really is. It's incredible. They just kind of get it. You know, the motorcycle community. Yeah. But to me, you'll always be the godfather. <laughs> godfather. <laughs> yeah. If somebody was just starting into camping off their motorcycle, yeah. Um, what would be your, if you had to give them one good tip, yeah. what would be that, that one thing that you would say to them before they decided to, to buy anything? Uh, I would say the most important thing is to just get out there and do it. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't put it off. Just go out and make it happen and it'll change your life. Everything else you can kind of figure out as you go and just jump in and correct course along the way. That's great advice. Cordy and I were, were thinking about uh, doing an episode on planning the perfect trip and we both yeah. looked at each other and went, there is no perfect trip because nothing ever goes right. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. those are the best trips though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, even, even podcasting has been an adventure. Like 
Oh, I bet. Uh, you know, the, the internet gods cut Cody off one time or you know, <laughs> the, the guest can't, Usually when there's can't a guest. get his mic to work, you know, yeah. and we had to use an alternate platform or something. It's just nothing yeah. ever goes right. So, yeah, it's that way with YouTube, too. It's constantly a learning curve and things are not going according to plan. Uh, you really have to just learn to roll with it, which is one of the life lessons you learn from traveling on a bike is just rolling with things. Most definitely. Yeah. And I'm sure they uh, they change their rules all the time, which makes it really difficult. Yeah. Well, to attest, I mean, to what Tim's tip was, uh, just get out there and do it. Like, I don't know if you'd call it the first step, actually going, but I had no clue what I was doing when I came back. I still kind of don't. Yeah. And it always <laughs> changes, you know, but I've done trips where I planned it to the minute or tried to. <laughs> that goes out the window like half hour in, but yeah, just just getting off and like you said, rolling with it. Um, I, that's part of the fun to me is you got to adapt. When yeah. when you wake up and Tim goes to get gas and your bike doesn't start, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. That wasn't part of the plan, but no. Sometimes we've just met. We were gonna do New Mexico, and we ended up rolling around Colorado for days and we had no plan but that was one of the funnest trips to me because everything was just as it came you know yeah that's funny i actually really enjoy planning trips and and getting very detailed with an itinerary and everything but the best part is when that plan goes goes away and you're you're stuck just dealing with what's in front of you you know Uh, but planning is definitely part of the fun it's like getting to go on the adventure before you ever leave your house right Finding all the, the nice roads you want to see. Exactly. So definitely plan. Don't just like leave the house with you. Yeah, it's plan. part of the fun and, and it'll help you out when you get out on the roads and not be just guessing at everything. See, and, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and like, uh, well, I mean, a lot of us in the United States have winter, some worse mm-hmm. than others. But, <laughs> so winter time can be depressing, but you can also use it to plan oh, next spring's adventures, right? To kind of keep you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to spend the winter is uh, planning your next trip. Yeah. I love studying maps and getting on Google and looking up, you know, waterfalls or uh, mountain passes I want to ride. Uh, just great way to spend the winter. And you have a knack for finding some awesome waterfalls and views. Thank like you. it's awesome. Shows in your videos and riding with you. I've seen stuff that I would have rode by and never noticed. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely seem to have a knack for finding stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of practice, but some of it, I guess, it just comes natural. You know, it's like a magnet. Yeah, I guess. And I'm pretty sure you, I know Cody's mentioned it before, but I'm pretty sure I've heard you say the same message that, it's not about the destination. It's about the, the trip getting there and you need yeah. to open your eyes and see what's around you. Take your time. and Absolutely. Yeah, I think opening your eyes and, and getting in tune with, with your surroundings, you end up finding a lot of really cool things. Now, speaking of planning trips, um, we all know that you have books. We all know you have a YouTube channel. Uh, I believe that you're in some other areas as well. You're helping plan trips and also video editing. Is that correct? Or Yeah. Yeah. So I do offer um, trip planning 
uh, mostly in North America. Um, anybody that's looking to plan a trip, um, I'll kind of give them an itinerary and I'll give them a GPX file to follow. Um, I'll give them all oh, the wow. best roads, some camping advice, things like that. Uh, and I'm also doing video editing right now, which is pretty self-explanatory. Basically, if you come home with a bunch of footage and you don't know what to do with it, you can send it to me and I'll put together a, a video. What's your address? Here it comes. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they just reach you through 40 times around? Uh, yeah, you can email? do uh, ftaadventures at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch with me for that stuff. And I'm happy to help. It's it's something that I found as, as a dual passion for me is not, not only riding motorcycles and talking about motorcycles, but this YouTube thing and making videos and sharing trips with other people, you know. It's, it's a lot of fun to be able to share, but a lot of work to edit. So, yeah, it is. I think that's a great service. I didn't mind the editing. I hated the whole filming stuff. It can it's be like, a distraction. <laughs> yes. It got to the point where I was spending more time making sure I had my cameras and they were charged than I was out riding. Yeah. And then COVID hit and I didn't have as much time. So when I did go out riding, it was just uh, I left the cameras at home. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the new Ghostbusters. Not yet. I won't give anything away, but don't there's, spoil a little, it. <laughs> there's a little character in there and he walks around with a microphone, which is a kid all yeah. the time. And he's, he's podcasting. And so <laughs> this girl asks him what his name is. And they say, podcast. I'm podcast. <laughs> so That's... now my whole family and friends are calling me podcast because I'm always, <laughs> Oh, I didn't get that on the camera. I didn't. Better than them calling you Truman. Yeah. <laughs> As you were saying, like I don't remember the last time I rode a motorcycle without a camera or thinking about a camera. Yeah. So there's there's some freedom in not doing that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to balance that out. You know, you can't film every trip. Sometimes you got to just take one for yourself and, and enjoy it and be really truly in the moment. And I've been trying to practice that lately. I was going to say that's got to be tough. Like when you were, I think you traveled almost 10 months Yeah. to keep up with the videos and when to, to film, because it's not just putting a camera on the front of your helmet. Right. Um, your videos, you set up a camera and you drive by it and then you got to walk back to the camera, pick yep. it up, pack it up. There's a lot of work. It is. Do you have to take, like say a day on your trip and say, okay, today I'm going to film a video. And yeah. Yeah. That's usually what I do, especially on that trip. Like you said, when I was out for about 10 months, I was doing all the national parks. So I, I filmed the national parks and then just kind of kept the rest for myself and enjoyed the, you know, A to B the in-between stuff. Nice. Speaking of that trip, one of our discord members asked a question about yes, national parks. Yeah, yeah, it says, uh, West Virginia now has a national park. Tim did a series where he visited all of them, but this one has since been added. Yeah. Does he know about this and will he plan to make the trip? I do know <laughs> about that one. And it's funny because during that trip, I almost went there anyway before it was a national park, um, but ended up routing around it instead. And I kind of wish I hadn't done that. I do plan on getting back there. Um, it looks beautiful. It's it come out this way pretty often yeah for the summer usually i i end up on the east coast visiting family nice well i'll hitchhike with you next year <laughs> good plan <laughs> hitchhike. 
I gotta get out to Chappie. Yeah, you'd have a better time fitting on Tim's bike than Tim fitting on yours, that's for sure. So I've seen the way <laughs> yeah. Cody backs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I got the plastic bags and me and the wife. I don't know. I carried way too much stuff, but you know, you, you learn, like, like you had said, we tried to make sure that we had everything that we needed, but there's a lot of stuff that we didn't take. Don't want to use things. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. It's a hard line to walk to, you know, making sure that you have everything to be safe and have a good time, but without packing, overpacking, and overplanning for every possible. Uh, negative outcome been thinking about this a lot lately but are there what would be your three things especially for safety or whatever that you would not ever go on a trip without uh well the number one thing on any trip would be tire plugs on an inflator um, that's probably the most common issue that i run into uh, if you're going off the grid though and you're going to be out in the back country i would say you definitely need uh, a satellite communicator either the spot or the uh, Garmin inReach, um, something like that, uh, to be able to get in touch with people. Both very good things. What about um, you? Always carry first aid stuff, or oh, I do. Yeah, I always have some kind of first aid kit with me and some trauma kit items. Not not a full trauma kit, but yeah. So those are like non-negotiable. They're coming no matter what. Those yeah, those would be things. the three things for me. Yeah, that's good. And then everything else is interpretation. But yeah, flat yeah. tires can kind of put a damper in things. <laughs> they can't fix them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went out and bought one and it was because of watching Tim's videos. Uh, yeah. I have never, knock on wood, <laughs> had a flat tire on my motorcycle. <laughs> wow. You better carry it all the yeah, time I now, just, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and it is, uh, but. You know, because of your videos and your travel videos, I went out and got one before me and the wife made the trip. Mm. You know, thankfully I didn't have to use it. But yeah, those emergency items, you're usually glad you don't have to use them. But it's better to have them and not need them than to need them and not have them. Absolutely, and they're not that expensive either. It's the one yeah. time you leave it at home. That's when you're going to need it. it. Right? Yep. <laughs> I've added one more to your list, Tim. Yeah. You can attest to this one, I'm sure, but oh, um, I know a battery jumper. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and don't use it to charge your phone at night. <laughs> yeah, good plan. Or don't, or don't use your bike to charge your GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one That's too. True. Yep. I good just advice. thought with a BMW, it was tough. You know, yeah. I thought the battery would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you don't know how old that battery was. That is true. That's true. I looked up. How to save weight on BMWs, and I found there's really only really two areas that most people say maybe a slip-on exhaust hmm. and uh, the battery. Like if you go lithium, yeah. Can, apparently, the regular ones are like real heavy. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. So That's the battery may be upgraded, and I won't use it to charge my phone anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing about the putting a slip on exhaust, it, usually it makes you louder. I don't and, care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do, Cappy, well, but. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're trying to get in uh, somewhere you want to camp, 
you want to be quiet or whatever. You got that loud exhaust. There's and, definitely value in being stealthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mr. Cowboy Camper. <laughs> 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 I think yeah. that's that might be the scariest night of my life. Sleeping on the ground next to the bikes. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. We're cowboy camping. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Good experience. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, I'll check that one off. (laughs) (laughs) Is that check it off the list uh, never to do again? (laughs) Yeah, probably. I mean, now I know I could do it. I don't think I slept a wink, but. I don't think you did either. (laughs) Tim's like, stop moving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I slept great. I was just nervous that, you know, didn't know somebody roll up on you. Or, yeah. It's part of the excitement. And I think Tim made some comment before we tried to lay down about scorpions or something. So that's all I could think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe in retrospect, I shouldn't have mentioned that to you. You might've had a better night's sleep. Like the night you mentioned bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. That's funny. You got, you said you're, uh, you got two books out. Yep. Helping people do videos and trip planning. Is that on-road and off-road or kind of mix of both or? Mix of both. Usually people are looking for paved roads, but I know some some off-road routes as well that I can give to people. That's awesome. Yeah, I've definitely gotten familiar with the United States. So anybody that wants to plan a trip in the U.S., I've probably been pretty close to where you want to go if, if I haven't been there. And your video on how to plan a trip is probably seen by every motorcycle rider in the United States, I would think, by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But I'm Thank pretty you. sure most people have. Yeah, I think that was my first stop. Yeah. Uh, so the, the website, you still still have that up in? Yeah, ftaadventures.com. Right. And on there is all the information about what you offer. With exactly. Your, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we get a plug on that. I appreciate it. Also, if if anybody, if you're listening in your car or whatever, you know you're not going to remember, um, you can come back to the episode later. And in the description, I'll have links to Tim's website, his YouTube channel. The books. Yeah, a link to Amazon so people can find your books. Thank Is you. Is that... Is that the only place that they can find the books at Amazon? Yeah, Amazon's the only place right now. It's easier yeah. that way. Yeah. Any any plans for more of these? I can't see that. Uh, oh, yeah. autograph copies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually just offered a few of them. I had a, maybe about 10 books sitting around, and I offered those as, as autograph copies. So, yeah, maybe in the future I'll do something like that again, where I maybe buy you know, 20, 30 books and send them out to people autographed it's pretty cool to yeah to get one so yeah so what would be your favorite either adventure or spot that you've been in all of your travels so far like um my favorite spot uh was actually a campsite that i found on the idaho bdr where i was camping on top of a 50-foot waterfall um and in the morning, I got up, I brought my coffee over and sat on a ledge looking down at this waterfall. And it was just just breathtaking. Really, just, really awesome. Just you and the waterfall? Just or? me and the waterfall. And the bears and mountain lions, too, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather fight a bear than a mountain lion myself. But. Yeah, I'd prefer to not fight either of them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, thankfully, I don't have to worry about mountain lions around here. <laughs> 
Yeah. Idaho's my my favorite spot. I've yeah, Idaho's so beautiful. But I love Mexico, too. That's another favorite of mine. I just seem to be drawn to keep going back there again and again. Um, it's just such a beautiful place. So that's up there on my list, too. Any any part? Like, not just Baja? Like um, Every part that I've been to has been amazing. I was down in um, near uh, Cancun not too long ago, actually in a town called Tulum. Um, and it's really beautiful down there, too. Uh, been to Mexico City, and I've been to Baja several times. All of it's and I know really you awesome. like tacos, so you're, you're well-fed down there. <laughs> I love Absolutely. Yeah, I eat good down there. Uh, so when you were down in Mexico, you were actually planning before COVID hit to uh, travel down through South America, if I, I remember was. correctly. Yeah, that was the plan. I got kind of thrown up in the air for now, though. I think we all got kicked in the nuts with COVID. Uh, you've you've hit every state park, or not state park, every national park in the U.S. so far? Except for the new one, yeah. Except for the new one. And that's just in um, the continental United States. I'm planning on getting up to Alaska, uh, hopefully this summer. And then I want to get to Hawaii, too. There's a couple national parks there. So all the, what do they call it, lower 48? Lower 48, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, out of all of those, if you had to pick one that you would yeah. re- revisit... It's, if you could only if you yeah, could only go back to one, such like, a hard question. But <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, can I give you two? Sure. So Death Valley is one for sure. It's just absolutely stunning there. And then the other one is Olympic National Park up in Washington. I love the wow. tempered rainforests and the waterfalls. Yeah. So those two. Death My Valley, top. huh? Yeah. yeah Death, Death Valley, Valley awesome. surprises me. Now yeah. I feel like a real dick because I. I live maybe eight <laughs> miles from that, and I've never been there. Yeah, it's quite stunning. I remember you telling me uh, there was some stuff right around there. I can't remember if it rainbow or painted or oh yeah, uh, rainbow basin. I think it was really cool little find. I just stumbled upon it out of nowhere, and um, sure enough, it's it's rainbow colored, and it's you know this little slot canyon that you ride through. It's really awesome. Wow. Tim was trying to drag me to a place. Maybe he'll be successful someday, but he's also been, it's not a national park, but it should be nationally known. It's called the, uh, the slab. The slab Slab city. Oh, slab city. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool place. Um, you meet some really, truly interesting people there. A lot of artists out there in the desert, just kind of creating art out of garbage or leftover paint cans, things like that. Just super interesting huh. place. And is it like in the middle of nowhere or is it by Death Valley? Or It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's off the Salton Sea, um, which is just a really strange and interesting place. A strange name for something that's in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> what about, I know Joshua Tree used, used to be, or Joshua. Yeah. Used Joshua to be one of your favorites, still, still one of your favorites, uh, or are you it's just still a favorite, but it's changed over the years. Um, that was the first national park that I had ever gone to, and and where I really fell in love with the idea of national parks. Um, but since then, it's gotten so so crowded because it's a beautiful place, and everybody wants to go there. Um, it's because of your video, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Any to do list? bucket list that you're uh, kind of planning on or 
Well, like I said, I'm planning on Alaska this summer um, and some of Canada as well. Uh, and then after that, hopefully at some point I'll be heading to South America. I hope you get there, man. And- yeah, as long as I can curb this the spread of this pandemic, it's I can't believe it's still going on. I know. It's crazy. I remember two weeks, they told us. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a long two weeks. It's longer than the last, the longest 30 miles. <laughs> yeah. A couple of questions off of Discord. Um, Paco Pete wants to know what are your hobbies, passions, or interests besides moto camping? I would say uh, making videos is the other, the other major passion for me. Editing, filming, all of that. Just it's sort of my artistic creative outlet. Nice. So you like the whole process? I do. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's it's a rewarding kind of fun because when you're done, you have this like finished product that's really cool to watch and show people. I agree. That's kind of one of my favorite parts of the trip when I can do a decent video and share yeah. it with people. Right. It's almost as fun as the trip to me now. Yeah. Well, you've always got something that you can look back on, you know, I mean, going through all that footage, it just, you just remember things or you see things that you missed. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Do you, I think you do, but I'll ask, do you like keep a, I don't know if you go as far as a journal, but like a daily, cause you've been riding so much. How do you remember? I know. Yeah. Uh, that's actually something that I recommend to people is keeping a journal on their trip. Um, but I need to listen to my own advice because I kind of got away from that. But keeping a journal is a great way to relive the experience. Um, actually, that book, uh, Riding Through the Shadow, was based on journal entries from my first few big trips. Um, so it's it's good to have that because you go back and read it and you, you find stuff that you just didn't remember, you know. Uh, especially on a big trip where you're constantly seeing new things and every day is overshadowing the day before uh, and it's just constantly coming at you. You need something, some way to remember what you saw and what you did, so how you it felt. Cliff notes, like cliff highlights notes. of each day or something? or Yeah. Yeah. I try to focus on emotion and, um, you know, how, how I felt seeing something. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. So I was fantasizing about making a book <laughs> someday and I was like thinking of all my trips and stuff and trying to remember and I didn't keep a journal so it's yeah it's all to memory so I was thinking yeah. I bet Tim keeps a journal right yeah, the videos don't I mean even Amanda who probably tells some of the best stories that I've ever seen on YouTube yeah. It's still hard to capture emotion and feelings in the videos. Right. It is. It is a challenge. I mean, she probably comes as close to I've seen, but. Yeah. Well, with videos, it's hard to encompass. Like, I don't know if it's three-dimensional or whatever, but you got the story and everything around. So, Kim does it great, though. <laughs> yeah, but like you start going up a hill and the camera doesn't show that. Right. It doesn't show the, the, the angle of the hill. So you don't, unless you remember that specific point, you're not going to remember your heart trying to leap up through your, your throat or, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I like, mean, well, it happens. Why are you struggling up that hill? It doesn't look bad. And you're like, yeah. you, you should be there. 
that's one of my big frustrations with with recording my trips is that it just never does it justice especially hill climbs no the rocks look smaller yeah uh, they look further away it, it just nothing looks like it does in real life right tim's done some hill climbs that are crazy i can tell you <laughs> colorado's yeah. full of surprises it was. yeah it looks it looks better when somebody's standing on the ground filming it because you can see them going up and they're yeah. panning up but when the, the camera's on the bike it's, it's hard to capture it is so uh, chris would like to know your recommendation he's looking for the lightest weight single or double tent that actually keeps water out and is durable enough for motorcycle camping yeah so actually this is a tent that i got from cody the uh, nemo hornet two-person tent um, super lightweight, easy to set up and tear down, keeps you dry in the rain. Uh, it's fairly durable, but it is an ultra lightweight tent. So there is some, there's a balance there, right? It's not going to be as durable as a heavier tent. You just got to treat it with a little bit of care, right? Exactly. And you tested that in the rain. Oh, quite a bit. Yeah. I lived in that <laughs> tent for a good six or seven months. Speaking of testing, uh, thank you for running over those air mattresses. The, the wife and I, <laughs> the wife and I, both got one after that. Nice. Knowing that they're not gonna, they're not yeah. gonna blow up or yeah, anything. exactly. So <laughs> that was a fun video to make too. <laughs> yeah. How many times did you end up running over them? Just uh, probably about a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's impressive because I picked is. that bike up and it's it's not light. <laughs> yeah. Mm -mm. No, and they they actually recommended that to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, it was believing all in it. your product. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of tents, are you still using the Lone Rider? I am. Yeah. I really love that tent. It's a little bit heavier than the Nemo by a few pounds, but uh, it's an awesome tent. I love the color of it. It's a lot stealthier. So if you're camping somewhere, you might maybe not supposed to be camping. It's a little easier to hide yourself. You never do that. <laughs> right. Sure. Unless we're, too Unless we're too tired, it happens. But. Even if I'm not stealth camping, I don't want anybody seeing my yeah. tent rolling up like that guy that rolled up on you and your family, Cody, you know? Yeah. If they don't know you're there. They can't bother you. want to see a picture of my moose on my phone? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Go, go away you're weird i like the uh <laughs> i like the map on it i know that might yeah. be sillier cosmetic or whatever but it, it's just cool yeah it's a nice touch for sure they actually give you a marker with it so you can map out your route of where you've been it's no, pretty cool that would take nice you touch. forever to do that yeah <laughs> yeah you just color the whole thing in. exactly <laughs> but it looks durable yeah very durable, very rugged. Any thoughts in the future to maybe putting the bike on a ship and going over to Europe? Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely on the plan. Um, my plan originally was to do South America first uh, and then get over to Europe, Asia, and then Africa and Australia in that order. Nice. Yeah. Wow. It's like a 10-year plan. Hey, yeah, I hey. can't wait to see it. Yeah. You know? It. It happens as it comes, man. Yeah, exactly. So I've learned sometimes, especially since this virus yeah. or whatever, it's okay to 
maybe do a half a BDR or, or whatever your plan is and then go back later and, and continue on. Exactly. At, at yeah. first I felt like that was failing, you know, but oh, I didn't do the whole thing, but you know, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with breaking it up, doing what you can. Well, if you go to the, uh, uh, I think it's Kyrgyzstan that they say is really, really fun to ride. Hmm. Let me know. All right. <laughs> Maybe you'll meet me there. Maybe I'll meet you there. I've got a bike that can do it now. <laughs> so is there anything else that you wanted to cover for like your services that we've forgotten? Um, no, I think we covered all of them and I appreciate that. It definitely helps get the word out there. Oh yeah. I've got a question for Tim. Sure. So you already know, and I'm nervous. We've, we've got another uh, interview coming up soon. Yeah. Do you have any questions that I can ask Jocelyn for you or for me? Uh, huh. It's an interesting one. I mean, I, I, I can think of a lot. I mean, she's such an interesting person and uh, I guess what, it, you know, what is it like being a female in the industry is, is the big question <sighs> and to be such a powerhouse in the industry too. Really impressive. She is very impressive. She had to find a dealer that would sell her that bike. First <laughs> dealer she went to wouldn't sell it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. They told her they wouldn't sell her the 1200. Can you imagine that being the guy that turned down Jocelyn Snow to buy a bike? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but, but he feels like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did because she ended up showing up there later huh. for an event. Do you, wow. do you ever think about or have any plans ever of um, a smaller bike? You know, sometimes I do kind of wish I had a smaller bike when I'm in the really rough stuff, but I also do a lot of long stretches on the highway and it's just a comfortable bike to be on you know, that kind of riding. Um, it's a balance. I think I would like a smaller bike for trail stuff, but, but for what I do, it's the right bike for me. But for, yeah. For traveling over to Europe and through yeah. South America, you what about, I got one, this is kind of a selfish question, but you've had the 800 yeah, and you have the 1200. What, what would you say is the main difference? Or uh, well, I'll tell you. So, the reasons that I got rid of the 800 and switched to the 1200, the number one thing is the engine. Um, I'm just a big fan of the boxer engine. It's super smooth, really durable. Uh, and then the other thing that, that got old for me was chain maintenance. I just, I got tired of cleaning and lubing a chain and chain tension and all of that. So having a drive shaft is just so much easier for the amount of miles that I put in. Well, makes sense. But I will say the 800 was better off-road, though. So, Yeah, that makes me yeah. feel good since I was dropping that and you were rocking the truck. <laughs> yeah. Well. You've had some practice on your bike, though. <laughs> I have. I've had a little practice. Yeah, 120,000 miles of practice. Yeah. <laughs> so your plan was uh take that on boat, maybe, eventually? And yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Part of the reason why I decided to do South America first and then Europe is that I would need a carnet de passage um, and that they're kind of expensive. This is basically like a passport for your motorcycle. Well, you don't need it in South America or most of Europe. So I figured I would start with those places and then, yeah, that's kind of is the it, plan. 
So when you get to, where do you need those? Like Asia and Asia, Africa. Um, you going to go through Russia? Ever yeah. plan that? Or? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'm not sure all the countries that you need it. And I know Africa for sure. It's, it's pretty much everywhere you would need it. Wow. That's intimidating. All that, um, paperwork, you know, you need your passport or yeah. I don't know if you need your title. Border crossings. Yeah. They are a little intimidating for sure. Baja, you found to be not terribly, not terribly difficult. Or? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're like a military checkpoint. You know, they're going to ask you questions, and there's a lot of guns around you, which can be intimidating. But they're just doing their job, you know. So it's important to remember that and just be polite, um, do what they ask, and you won't have any problems. And don't fall for the trick of the guy saying, "Oh, I can get you through customs easy." Yeah. <laughs> That one uh, podcast that you sent me the link to, Adventure Rider Radio, where you talked to those people that were traveling around the world. Oh, yeah. They said that one thing that they could tell everybody was if you're doing the Don't border crossing, do not fall for that. Yeah. Because those people take your money and don't do anything for you. If anything, you get in more trouble. Yeah. I certainly appreciate you joining us. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for having me on here. Glad I finally got to do this. Yeah. I'd like to extend an open invitation if you ever want to come back, like guest host. I mean, come back and talk about camping topics. We do uh, Camping 101 where we try and, you know, Cody's got more experience than I do. So I try and play the I don't know anything role. Right. Get the question. I try and play the learn from my mistakes role. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, anytime you you want to pop on. Yes. And yeah, absolutely. I love what you guys are doing here. I think this is so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Chappie has got yeah, uh, 54 that. times in a row to show up every week. Nice. Yes. That's amazing itself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'd love to have you. And Tim, yeah, I absolutely. know is the master because he can, he can be making his espresso you look over, he's making his espresso, and I go to grab my espresso maker, and his bike's packed, and he's got it turned on. <laughs> you, got, you got it down. That's true. So. Yeah. <laughs> got it down to a science. It's quite a streamlined process. Yeah. It's it's cool to watch. It's hard to try and emulate, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, as always, man, I'm just glad to chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. It's always good to see you, hear you, and... I just wish you the best through the holidays and thank you. You too. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Jappy. So thanks Tim for joining us. And, uh, I guess until next week, Cody, wrap us out. All right, everybody get on your motorcycles and wrap into the adventure people. next time and don't forget you can always save at motocampnerd.com and mototomic.com by using the code throttled adv that's t-h-r-o-t-t-l-e-d adv